Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And this week we're talking about music. Again, because that's Again. what we always do. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically we're talking about uh, the 2003 self-titled album from the British post-punk industrial whatever. This is a long introduction. Killing Joke. <laughs> Killing Joke is the band. Killing Joke is the name of the album. And and, and we, we listened to that this past week. Yeah, we did. Because I, I wanted to share it. I, I didn't... I guess it was kind of a twofold connection to last week's episode where we talked about Motion City Soundtrack, which is kind of a pop punk emo kind of deal, which was recommended by a viewer. You'll have to listen to that episode to figure out who or why. But <laughs> yeah, so this is this is kind of also punk in a different direction. And also, Joey mentioned last week that uh, one of the songs on that album he listened to a lot of because it was in an MLB uh, video the game, the show MLB the show, and this album has a song from a video game that I played a shitload of, and I think that video game kind of informed a lot of my music. But again, that's as we established last week. That's going to be a different episode yeah. where we just talk about video game uh, licensed soundtracks, I guess. Uh, but that's not why we're here. We're, we're here to talk about Killing Joke right now. Um, the album art of this album what's it about man what's it about that's a good question (laughs) so it's got this kind of like golden yellow backdrop just a flat gold yellowish kind of backdrop color and then there is drawn on or or otherwise placed on uh, an image of a clown like a very sinister looking clown that is painted maybe not painted red but it is tinted red the, the whole skin of the clown is red. You can see his white teeth. It's got kind of a yellowish golden nose uh, mirroring the backdrop color. And then over its eyes, which are painted up, you know, it's a clown, so it has face paint and whatnot. Over the eyes is a label uh, that just says Killing Joke. That's it. That's the album art. Yeah, that, that clown is uh, some shit from somebody's nightmare. Not necessarily <laughs> my nightmare, but uh, somebody's. Yeah, people are afraid of clowns. I'm not, so I think it's cool album art. Yeah, but I could definitely see it being uh, intimidating or scary. For it's some a creepy people, looking clown, though. Like for yeah, somebody who's not scared of clowns, it's a creepy dude. <laughs> yeah, it's intentionally like it's not just a clown. Like it's intentionally yeah. like yeah. a creepy looking clown. So he's got I, I don't need to underplay it or something. Yeah, they look yeah, kind. Of, I can't tell if it's just the art style that makes it seem yeah. that way or not. But I, I don't fucking know. I feel like if if I were to find that guy, a clown dressed like that in real life, I'd probably kill him. And then <laughs> oh, he, he probably wouldn't die. He'd probably just come back to life. So it'd just be this kind of this cycle of me killing him and him being resurrected as such, like some sort of death and resurrection show. What a show that would be to see, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, that is the title of track number one on this album. Sorry, my brain is scattered. I feel like I'm going all over the fucking no, place. You're track good. one. The Death and Resurrection Show. Joey, give me your first impressions of this album. You want to know my actual first impressions? Your actual first impressions. Okay, so I have heard this song before because I, too, sure. like you, have played Need for Speed <laughs> Underground 2. Yeah. Uh, but, so I remember this song from my youth, but mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it out of the context of a video game. And the whole, so it starts off with Jazz Coleman, this uh, eccentric singer who has... Might I say a brilliant voice? Like, yeah. I absolutely love this guy's voice. But, like, the mark out the points, build the pyre, a simple different drummer. Like, it, yeah. I feel like it goes on for a long time. And, like, getting back into it, I was just like, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like this, this crazy buildup. <laughs> and you're not really sure where it's going. And then, so... Because all the songs on this album are like six minutes long. So like yeah. this happens for like two and a half minutes or something. And <laughs> then he starts singing with this like beautiful belting, just dude, raw, <laughs> just like, <gasps> yeah, like, his harsh vocals are insane. It's so good. Like, I love his voice. <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's, and the song, like you, you kind of, you, you, overlooked i think perhaps the the guitar tone oh, just, no. it's a very like crisp and chuggy kind of like and it's like i don't know i don't know how they got that tone but it is used on this album a whole lot and i fucking love it yeah and i pointed it out on a different song 
yeah, it's it's just it's fantastic. I love it. The build of the song, like you said, his voice, both clean and his harsh vocals are insane. And he's like, as he's building up, like you mentioned, there's like a two minute like intro section mm-hmm. to the song where it, it sounds like he's almost chanting these things. And at some point, he he says, uh, "I listen to the drums," and then the drums come in right. It's just bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and then it goes away, and he says, in between each beat each beat of the drums bah, 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 bah. and it's just like i don't know it's a fucking fantastic song i think everyone should listen to this song if you're gonna listen to any song from this album i think this song will get you like this was the perfect song to put on need for speed underground i yeah. will say it's not my favorite song on the album but sure. i do like like the huge build-up because this yeah. just completely sets the stage i mean it's post-punk it's industrial they are i feel like they get pretty rock at time like bordering on metal almost (laughs) and uh but just like the build-up for that this works some of the lyrics in here too are like not to just skip past the music because the music (laughs) is great it is like so we've been saying post-punk and post-punk is by definition just like way more intense than actual like you're what you would assume is punk rock where it's just like three chord, whatever you're going to, yeah, it, it's taking punk to somewhere new. Yeah. And it's usually more intense, usually way harsher. And you can tell that by his vocals, by the guitar tone, by just the sound that you are punched with Yeah, in, in this music. And I think that's a very good, like a uh, metaphor for listening to this album, just being punched in the ears by, by the music. It really is. But, uh, so it's just yeah like you said the guitar tone is just so like crunchy and in your face and it's just blasting out and these lyrics are just like at one point in the second verse well okay so after the first verse where he's building everything up it's just the bridge is just burn 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 brightly and he's just like going on and on and then at some point in the second verse he's bringing in uh, choose the crucifixion or Osiris slain <laughs> recurring yeah. themes time again. And it's talk like, I mean, it's called the death and resurrection show, but he's bringing in like gods being killed already in the second verse of the song where you're just like, Oh God, what's, what yeah. am I, what's happening? He pulls in a lot of like religious and historical influences in mm-hmm. his lyrics in a lot of the songs. On this album. Honestly, I think the song is perfect as a song. Just like, if I had to think of a perfect song, not saying this is my favorite song in the world, obviously, but this would be on the list of perfect songs. In my oh, opinion. shit. Just like, just everything about it. Lyrics, everything. Also, uh, before we talk about said lyrics, just some little fun insider stuff. I don't know if you saw this uh, in your, your boobity boob research, but Dave Grohl did the drums yeah. on this entire album. Yeah, he did. And that that's fun. For those who don't know, Dave Grohl is a drummer for Nirvana, who then went on to front Foo Fighters. Uh, and he's just all around a good guy, but he's a great drummer. And the drums stand out on this album a whole lot, in my opinion. And uh, I actually, I, I learned some things because I was doing some some research specifically about this album. And uh, Jazz Coleman, the singer, I believe, said that the original idea was to have three of their favorite drummers play on the album because they don't have a dedicated drummer. Dave Grohl was one of them, but they also wanted John Dolmayan from System of a Down oh, fuck. and Danny Carey from Tool. Oh, shit. But when Dave heard the songs, he said, I want the whole thing. <laughs> so they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, all right, fucking Dave. Also, the drums were recorded last. Like, the last thing that they recorded on this album is drums. How? Which I think, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I don't know if they had some, like, bass ideas already for what the drums are going to sound like. But it was the last thing they recorded, which is pretty backwards from how a lot of music is recorded. That seems, like, almost impossible to do. I don't I don't know. Yeah, so it, it kind of gave Dave some, like, freedom to, to just kind of do whatever he wanted there. But in addition to that, Dave allegedly refused payment for doing so. He just did it for the fuck of it. He's like, man, this is fucking dope. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to get paid to do it. I'm just going to fucking do it because it's it's a great album. It's a great band. And he just he just loved the whole thing. You know, time and time again, Dave Grohl proves that he's just like an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a great musician and a great human being. Because he was also uh, the devil in Tenacious D, <laughs> yeah. which is just super cool. But, uh, and anyone who plays the devil is cool in my book. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but while we're talking about the recording process, also just a, another side note. Uh, I think it's worth noting that there are three bassists credited on this album. What? Which is not something that you see. Yeah, three individual people played bass on this album. Oh my god, there are. They're all like part of the band. Which is, is kind of interesting to me. What? 
See, I should have done more research because, well, so I was looking up the lyrics on Genius and usually where it's like track info and it shows like written by guitar, whatever. And it's like five guys. This time, if you look on there, it's a fucking book of like engineers, (laughs) phonographic copyright, art direction, engineers, engineer assistant. It's just like, oh my God, who, what kind of of people involved? What kind of football team do they bring in here to make this thing? Yeah, but I mean, it fucking works. I think, I I mean, it's obvious at this point that I fucking love at least this first song. Uh, What about the rest of the album? We'll we'll get there. But lyrically, uh, what did you get? Because you kind of, you kind of went into, a bit of the lyrics about it, it tying in like the killing of gods and, and such like that. I'm just curious what you think of, of the song. So upon first listen, because later listens gave me context in this sure. for this song, but upon first listen, I kind of just thought this dude was, uh, I don't know. The Oh beloved woman of Liberty come to me lines yeah. kind of made me think of, uh, of some form of, government or a person who's being held down by a government like they want liberty to come to them but there's also like ezekiel's chariots (laughs) streak across the skies holy books and history texts like it makes me think of time and time again gods get recycled and people are the constant i guess so like the the powers of authority die and come back as other things or die and come back as the same thing but the people underneath which i assumed him to be singing from the point of kind of stay yeah like i don't know just forget because we know souls are recycled in the death and resurrection show the souls of us are or the souls were just kind of recycled throughout history but listening to it more like the rest of the album gives more context as to maybe a more government leaning or just higher authority leaning type thing. Cause uh, you know, I'll just leave that for other songs, but yeah, yeah. that's what I got for sure. So I, I think I, I, I got all of that and, and maybe I took it in a slightly different direction where it seems like he's talking about despite having written history, in the search for freedom, we keep making the same mistakes and keep dooming ourselves to fail. And we're kind of stuck in the cycle of seeking freedom, establishing a government to get said freedom Mm -hmm. and then rebelling against that government to get freedom because the government is, is not working or whatever, which is a very punk thing, right? Yeah. Being anti-government. But then there's that added layer, like you said, of uh, religious references and stuff. And, and on top of the governmental references, I kind of thought that maybe he's talking about how, governments are usually founded on some sort of religious doctrine which impedes a true like sense of freedom or liberty because there, there's that that strict kind of coda yeah. of whatever doctrine it is and coupling that with the 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 first verse he's he's talking very tribally right he, he's talking about like the drums and stuff i don't have the lyrics up i probably should have pulled that up but uh he, he talks a lot tribally or or references kind of a tribal society kind of a thing in the first verse and that added layer kind of seems to imply that he's wanting to burn it all down yeah and like society and government as a whole and just kind of regress back to that kind of tribal state where everyone's kind of isolated and caring for their own kind of a thing which is definitely i think dived into uh later in the album yeah for sure i I'm going to go ahead and say it. I really like a lot of the themes that are brought up on, which is kind of why I gravitate towards punk in, in, in general. Right. But I definitely, I definitely dig a lot of the things this guy's, that this guy's saying. So <laughs> it's put out a lot of words that you agree with. Yeah, exactly. But seems uh, like he, he's ready to stage some sort of total invasion yeah, he of, is. Of, your, of your mind and of, of America and of government and everything. Just everything. You know, America, these guys are British. Yeah. So, I mean, Dave, Dave Grohl's not, but yeah. Dave Grohl's not, yeah. Yeah, Dave Grohl is wholly American, but uh, these the rest of them, Killing Joke, is they are from Britain, somewhere yeah, across band. the pond. English, England, 
I don't, I don't know. There's somewhere a few, over there. There's a few countries there, but uh, <laughs> that kind of like throughout all this made me wonder if they were talking specifically about America. Because I don't know, is that an American-centric think... thing to do? I assume they were talking about America, but I mean, Britain's not really, at oh, least historically, sure. not much better. I, I think he he tackles the broad spectrum of government and and society and stuff, but specifically, I think in uh, this next song, which. We, we, we segued and then kept talking oh, about yeah. usually do. Shit. Track two is called Total Invasion. I think in this track, he uh, kind of specifically, I think he specifically calls out some references to America that made me think at least this song is more so about America. Yeah, I, I got that too. Just uh, <laughs> So the first three lines are just enough water to ensurface the world. Oil baron running the government, so I'll start a war. Huh? Yeah. Does that and sound God, familiar? Is just, uh, <laughs> So to, to back up a little bit here, the the start of the song has a sample of a chick talking, mm-hmm. and and she she's just kind of like it sounds like she's being interviewed and someone asked her a question about like how rebellion would work or whatever. But but you hear her say, as far as trying to go up against the government, it's just unless the whole country did it, I guess, kind of a thing, which is cool. And then the chuggy guitar comes in and the tight drums come in, and when he says those first three lines, he has this like super creepy whispery growl kind of a thing where he says it and it, it's kind of like Gollum but darker and twisted and I just I fucking love it it's so cool yeah like I was I almost thought they had a different singer until yeah. he did the kind of throaty growl thing I was like okay that's the guy but yeah it was he does sound like Gollum or like some sort of like wretched creature reaching up from the depths yeah and just like, just like oil baron running the government, so I'll start a war. And just the delivery that he gives for it is just, it's fucking fantastic. I, I love their singer. This dude sounds... He has like three distinct voices on this album, and I love them all. Yeah. He uh, he sounds like he's going to start that war whenever he says that line. Like he's... Yeah. He's... he's uh, no, I'm not going to name names. What am I doing? I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, I, I really like the chord progression and, and the guitars in the song. Uh, the dude, he, Jazz has fucking ridiculous lung capacity, yeah. and he, he drags out a lot of the words and, and the notes for a super long time throughout this album and this song. But I just, I, I don't know, I fucking love the sound of this album. Yeah, this was the song where I pointed out the crunchy guitar tone. Like, yeah. it's just very in your face. And this was like, this song, it sounds more like, metal inspired almost than punk yeah. i think which i mean goes into the whole post-punk thing but uh yeah it was just like his singing is just so powerful the guitar just like is so punchy like i can't even get over yeah it it, it makes me long for whenever all of this covid stuff started my brother started playing guitar so i gave him my my good amp to play <laughs> and it had a tone that sounded almost not quite as intense, but almost similar. And I'm like, right. I want to do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> it just feels good to, yeah. to listen to and, and to play. Uh, lyrically, as, as we kind of hit on, I, I think this is kind of elaborating on themes that I was getting from the prior track. He, he seems to be talking about how capitalism and materialism is basically slavery. And, and that there, it seems more specifically he's throwing shade at the U.S. And yeah. this album came out in 2003 when uh, George W. Bush was our president. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems like he, he's throwing shade at us for having, you know, this oil baron kind of figure running our character and trying to enforce laws or ideals throughout parts of the world in kind of this, like, imperialistic way. Yeah. Uh, and he clearly, Jazz, thinks that, that that's overreaching and we should just leave people the fuck alone and, and mind to ourselves. But money and power and greed kind of make people keep overreaching and, and trying to to bring more people into their rule kind of a thing. Yeah, but if we didn't overreach and uh, really piss off whole other countries, then we wouldn't cause rebellions in other countries that will then rebel against us and our uh, placed government. And then we wouldn't have future wars to fight. I mean, it's really just making <laughs> sure that our army has something to do in the future if we just yeah. create insurgencies in other countries. Yeah, and I think that's a theme throughout this album <laughs> is just like the the pointlessness or, or or the act of starting a war without having a real reason to, and just because you know it'll it'll affect the economy in a good way, kind of a thing. Just like fuck the economy. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. 
I wish it would just get blown up by an asteroid, man. <laughs> yeah, stupid. just blow up the economy with an asteroid. <laughs> stupid economy. That should be in the next season of Metalocalypse. Blow yeah, up the I was economy. just thinking about that. I was like, that sounds exactly like something that would that they would talk about in Metalocalypse. <laughs> Uh, track three is called asteroid yes it is asteroid asteroid i don't know i feel like asteroid i don't know i feel feel like like i say it as one one syllable yeah i say it wrong but uh yeah this one gets pretty industrial like this song it has a very Mm -hmm. industrial feel i wrote down it kind of reminded me of a harder rob zombie zombie Rob zombie but uh this 2003 i don't Rob Zombie was late nineties, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then He's that's around. okay. That's okay for me to say that it reminds me of Rob Zombie. Sure. I didn't. I didn't want to be like this. Reminds me of Rob Zombie, and Rob Zombie's first album came out in like two thousand four. And it's like, oh, no, no, Rob Zombie no. reminds me of this. Zombie was around, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the song has like so much fucking energy in it. Yeah. I fucking love it. Like just from the second it it, it hits, it, it I mean, it, it feels like there's an asteroid that just smacks you and just annihilates everything. Uh, there are a lot of like abrupt stops in the song because it's it's kind of like simulating the impact. I think at one point he's counting down uh, to to the impact, and then yeah. before he can say like the last line, it cuts out, and you just hear the, the kind of like the impact of an asteroid kind of a thing. And he comes back and screams, "Asteroid!" <laughs> it's just like the energy in the song is immense, and I fucking love it. Yeah, that that is one thing. Like these guys. I don't know if it's specifically the singer. Yeah. I mean, I know the music does as well, but I, I think he's just so good at creating energy or capturing sure. it that uh, they can... He's a very good front man. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I didn't... I guess that's his his job, and he does it very well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Lyrically, uh, I, I took this one to, to be... If the prior tracks were about jazz wanting to regress society back to this tribal state, then what better way to do so than a fucking giant asteroid that's going to do it and just destroy everything that we have? Yeah, and coming in hot with the biblical references, fucking yeah. the bridge is just I N R I, nature renewed by fire made whole. Okay. Yeah, so. he heavily references revelations and yeah. the sounding of the seven trumpets and stuff. So, like, it clearly seems that he wants the world to end so that we can start over, kind of a thing. Yeah. Or maybe not even restart. Maybe just wants the world to fucking end because it's shit. I mean, yeah, I like the world as much as people hate to hear it. The world was doing a lot better before people got here. <laughs> yeah, and, and now nowadays, like I don't know, there, there's so much corruption and, and and concern, and like I mean, even with this fucking COVID stuff, it seems like people are like afraid to get vaccinations because they're gonna have some sort of microchip implanted in them. Like, like people, like, are, people are fucking stupid, and people are ruining the world. You know that. Let's do another discussion on that. That'll be a discussion for another episode. <laughs> how fucking stupid anti-vaxxers <laughs> we'll are. Let's talk for an hour about anti-vaxxers. Mm. Oh my god! Because it hasn't been done before, and, and yeah. people by need people, to hear that from us by people who actually know what they're talking about. Like I, <laughs> I'd just be mad. Like that's my. I just yeah, be mad. just Joey ranting for an hour. Uh, track number four we is is implant, which I, I don't. I, I weaved it in there, but we kind of yeah, yeah. I was, I, pissed, I, was, I pissed Joey off instead of letting it rest. So. It's, it's just because I'm I am forced to be on Facebook now because <laughs> and you see more and more and of, I, of why you hate people. I only have four people added on my personal Facebook, but it's it just somehow permeates well. its way. Yeah, it's yeah, but but implant. This one, Implant. speaking of uh, implanting microchips into your brain or whatever, uh, this, I, yeah, you know what, fuck it, I'm, I'm on a whole implant thing. The, the, <laughs> li- the lyrics are uh, about being, people being tracked, uh, like, by implants under their skin, he's like, people, governments wanting control and right. controlling you with implants or what whatever other facets they can control you through it's uh i don't know just the line information from birth animals are first then man yeah it, just hearing the words information from birth makes me think 
or the chorus starts with ID not free for me. You can't escape implant just makes me think of from the moment you're born. It's like, okay, social security number. We got a paper with your name on it and your fingerprint and all this shit. And it's like, you can't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. It's very much like being stuck on the grid kind of a thing where I mean, you you pretty much summed up a lot of the song. I feel like I, I don't think it's, as extreme as jazz was implying or expecting. Cause again, this album came out almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but there's definitely a kind of a more common occurrence with this kind of thing. I mean, we have targeted ads in, in like social media and stuff. There's a lot of like mobile GPS tracking that's become prominent and socially acceptable, I guess, to some degree yeah. where like apps like Snapchat and fucking Google, even like Google maps, you can just turn on a permanently like this is where I'm at. So anybody can see where you're at all the time. And like, I mean, we can go back and forth that that's definitely a discussion for some other show. Maybe yeah, not- just like whether or not that's a good thing kind of thing. Cause there are pros and cons of it, obviously, but there's definitely a lot of this like tracking and analyzing happening over the internet and, and everything else that it, it's hard to feel like, you're not being watched all the time. Kind yeah. Of thing. Oh God. But uh, at least the music on this one's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a bit more like eerie and like yeah. Gothic in, in some ways. Makes sense with the insidious nature of the, the lyrics. Uh, yeah. It starts yeah. off with like a bell mm-hmm. right before it gets into a very bass heavy intro with, it's got like a, I guess keyboard in the background. And then before the guitars come in and they sound like, I don't know, like extra crunchy to the point where it makes me think of like a black metal album straight out of like (laughs) 90s Norway. Like actually, like it's good quality recording. Don't get me wrong, but it it has the same tinny quality of like being recorded in a shed on, on like some yeah there, there's a lot of like reverberation of, yeah. of metal i definitely use the word tinny yeah uh, at some point on this uh at some point in my notes because it, it's it's very accurate it's kind of like I, I mean tinny is, is pretty much the best word to describe the well, sound, look at I me think. knowing words <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean musically it, it's it's pretty eerie and creepy it's got the sense it, it's i don't know it's great yeah. i feel i do feel like the drums on this track specifically kind of the mixing felt a bit off where they were like more prominent or, or less prominent in some areas where yeah. it, it, it could have been a bit better, but uh, that's just nitpicking. Yeah, it is. I, I, I don't know if I could have paid too much attention to the drums because everything else was giving me anxiety. <laughs> it was Dude, like the, dr- the drums. I, I just, I love it. I yeah. love the drums. Let's have Dave Grohl again. Great Dave, fucking guy. Great yeah. fucking drummer. Also, um, wasn't he in uh, Them Vultures? Wasn't he the drummer? Yeah, he, Vultures? Them Crooked Vultures. Them Crooked Vultures. What am I thinking? What I don't know anything. Yeah. Dave Grohl Dave Grohl gets around. Yeah. Man. Like, go to his Wikipedia page and go to his, like, discography page. Your mind will be blown yeah. at how much he gets around. Which is just, like, it, it's, it's A, demonstrating that he's a good musician and that people want to work with him. And, B, the fact that he has all of those opportunities, and including this one, and he just refuses payment for it. Like he's clearly doing it for the love of music and for the love of creating instead of doing it to like be some big wig celebrity famous guy. Kind of yeah. Thing. Cause he could make a shit ton of money, man. Like oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he's a cool dude and he doesn't, yeah. he chooses not to do that because he can. Yeah. Because and if somebody he... kills him, then that, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Why, what? He's a good guy. So if somebody happened to kill him, <laughs> <laughs> trying to revive his blood on your hands. I don't, I don't know. I could have oh. thought that one out better, and I didn't. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, so this one, it starts off, like, I'd say pretty different. It, yeah, for sure. It starts off with a guitar riff, and he's got, like, a very prophetic, I guess, sounding voice. Like, mm-hmm. he sounds like he's preaching on the mountaintop or something. And, yeah. uh... I don't know. Like the riff, it sounds kind of discordant, but it's pretty groovy. In yeah, it's it's kind of got like this Tom Morello feel to it. Yeah, almost. which is just unexpected after four songs of, like I said, being punched in the face. Yeah, and uh, 
it's it's nice. It's just it's just a nice little little thing in there. Yeah, it's it's a much less aggressive song. Yeah. It's it got mostly softer kind of clean vocals from jazz. The choruses still have him screaming because it's yeah. you know it's jazz and that's what he does and it's fun. But uh, <laughs> it it definitely has less energy I think overall than the tracks thus far. And I I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but it, it's like. I don't know. It definitely stands out as being different to me. Yeah. I, I do. I like his not screaming vocals as well. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I like, I like this song. It's, it's a nice little, nice little groove. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I just like that. It's, it's got a little bit of grooviness and I like the themes again, because (laughs) I like to, I like to get pumped up about battle. I like to rebel, even though I I literally have never done anything to rebel in my life. Like you like to think about rebelling. Exactly. I like to imagine that given given the opportunity, I would join some sort of rebellion. But I know I wouldn't. But uh, yeah, I and that's the thing. Like going back to fucking track number two, that's the sample that they use at the beginning. Is I think it's a common sentiment of a lot of people is is that it seems so immense to try and take down a government. Yeah. And, and nobody, no, no one person's like, yeah, we can do that. It takes a group of people and it takes the entire country of people to kind of affect that sort of change. And it, it's hard to commit to something like that because you know that people aren't going to give a shit and it's, it's hard to believe in something like that happening. So all you people listening out there, uh, you know, if we ever get, get enough listeners, We'll all just rebel against the government. Yeah, we'll, we'll form some sort of rebellion. Oh shit! Every every place is going to take us off their platform now. now that... Yeah, well, fuck them. We don't, we don't need their platform. This is how our rebellion starts before <gasps> we even before we even get two followers. Uh, but yeah, lyrically, the the themes on this one, it seems like he's casting the net pretty wide. Yeah, where it seems like he's blaming corporations for having so much ridiculous wealth, but also kind of blaming the historical events and people that led to such things being possible. Yeah, basically, basically, kind of talking about how the rich get rich and the poor get poor. Yeah, because you know, if you have enough money to capitalize on natural disasters, then uh, you're bound to make more money. Yeah, like uh, the first, the first verse talks of when the summer fails us in the rain, it rains so hard. Oh, when the rivers overflow and a wave runs over Prague. Oh, poison the waters so that only GM pro- crops grow, genetically modified. Right. Talking about the companies that can afford to fucking make their corn weatherproof can yeah and furthermore that's like that's i think that's showing the contrast or or the divide between these big corporations so that big corporations no matter what will be able to sustain their crops meanwhile honest hard-working farmers and shit that are trying to grow natural products can get fucked over just by the corporations like no like we we can slip something into their water and and fuck up their crops and we'll be totally unaffected by it yep so they're, they're eliminating any sort of competition in that sense. And and furthermore, kind of showing that divide of the lower class and the upper class and being like, I'm in control because I have the power and the money and the means to do so. Definitely shows that nobody's on our team. So uh, show loyalty to <laughs> show loyalty to no corporation. All of yeah. you people out there. Which is, it's, it's hard. It's hard not to. I mean, especially in today's society where there's a lot of brand loyalty and a lot of, like, I don't know, just, just kind of clinging to brand names and stuff. And and it's it's almost, it's I, I don't even say almost, it's definitely a status symbol yeah. of sort, in, especially in fashion, at least, where it's like, oh, like, he has that brand of clothing. That means that he's, <laughs> he's better off or whatever. Now I want that because I don't have it and he has it kind of thing. Fuck that. Like, wear whatever the fuck you want. My brand. My brand. <laughs> Joe's go over here quoting memes like he's some sort of loose cannon. Woo! I am a loose cannon. You know who else is a loose cannon? Jazz Fucking Coleman. Jazz Coleman. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you know what else is a loose cannon? Track number six. Oh, shit. That's the loosest <laughs> of cannons. It is. This one's got like a very like crackly synth intro on it. And I, I noticed at this point in the album, I, I never really like put a whole lot of thought into this album. I just listened to it because it sounds good, but I felt like the drums were getting less and less prominent Mm -hmm. at this point in the album and the synths are getting more and more prominent. 
And I, I wonder if that's kind of symbolizing the waning of the tribal society that jazz kind of talks about and the rising of the, the more industrial society. I kind of think it is because I noticed that too. Like this one, it starts off with like, it's extremely bit crushed. Like to the point where uh, it sounds like an Atari soundtrack that's being Mm -hmm. played through like a Game Boy Color sound chip. (laughs) And uh, it keeps a little bit of this whine throughout part of the first verse. And then whenever each like verse comes back and it's, it's almost like grating, but uh, like I had to turn my volume down for a second because I was just like, Oh God, what is this? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it does. It, it picks up on like the second half of the album. So I think it is because, uh, you know, you start off with tribal and then, oh, you slowly get to advanced society and then you got to fucking level it all again. Yep. Start over. It's a death and resurrection show. Boom. Just keep, keep repeating the, the cycle. Uh, this one did feel less punky to me where, where you said track five had, had more of a groove to it. This one definitely has more of a groove. There's even like a, a cool chill bridge section with some like clean smooth guitar riff that ends yeah. up getting eaten by the synths yeah the end of it. and I, I think the song stands out and it's very cool from like just a texture standpoint like there's a lot of layers and a lot of interesting textures going on musically that i enjoy in this, this track yeah this one gave me like a definite like electric industrial feel yeah to me yeah no to, but, to uh... me as well <laughs> we're on the same page <laughs> Woo! Well, then we're not loose cannons, Jeremy. If, I if mean, we're, are we loose cannons? But ju- we just happen to be loose in the same way. Is that is that? What yeah, I, I think I don't think loose cannon is completely unique. I think you can have several loose cannons that that sometimes agree lyrically. Uh, <laughs> the song kind kind of like what we mentioned. I, I feel like despite the world progressing with technology and with government, jazz feels like he's incredibly out of place. He calls himself like an urban animal. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that he hates the way that the world has progressed. And it, it seems like he's ready to just snap and take down as much of it as he can. Yeah, it's definitely the plight of someone who has been growing with us or has views that a society is growing away from. Like, yeah, being able to see society going in a different direction slowly more and more. And I mean, he says he's still a primitive man right before I'm an urban animal, one step from a cannibal. Oh, right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So sorry. I, I think that's definitely an exaggeration. Yeah. Like he, he's not saying that he's literally about to eat a man, but I, I don't know, but, man. but figuratively, I, I think is, is more of him just like saying yeah. like, yeah, like I, I'm clearly out of my, out of my comfort zone here, or I, I'm not happy with the way everything is going. And I, I'm, a, I'm a beast at heart. And I, I, I think things should stay in this kind of tribal thing, which Maybe I just leaned too far into that whole tribalism thing, but I feel like there is a lot of that reference on this album. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, I hate I hate to say it, but I definitely definitely feel like jazz sometimes. Not to, not yeah. to sound super cool, but uh, I, it sounded like you were setting up a segue there. <laughs> no, like, you know, okay. it's sometimes. And this is this is bringing the curtain back a little bit. Sometimes I start to like my mind will start talking, and then my mouth will start talking, but they're not talking about the same thing. Yeah, they don't go in the same direction all the time. And then my mind forgets what my mouth is supposed to be talking about. And, yeah. And well, uh, you, should, you should just you should stop sometimes. Say, hey, brain, I know you're trying to fuck with me, but you'll never get to me. I'm just gonna keep keep talking. Yeah, just like track number seven. <laughs> you'll, you'll never, never get, get to, to me. me boy the song i i really enjoy this song this is my favorite song I'll, before you go any further. that that surprises me does it it does why why is this your favorite song talk about it because, I'm, I'm excited now oh, shit. This, is, this, this is one of my favorite songs as well okay so it's not my favorite just the fact that it starts off it's immediately completely different like mm-hmm. i i was talking about which which was a song that i was talking about uh asteroid maybe because it had the industrial feel where it felt a little bit different but this song it sounds so different and the actual tone of the guitar sounds different Mm -hmm. the chord progression and the melody sounds like it's it's completely different than anything like it's all been aggressive chugging like in your face punching but this is almost like bittersweet 
like like a man who has seen seen glory and he's now like had to retreat or something it sounds like you should be reminiscing with your band of revolutionary brothers over yeah. a drink or something talking it's about al- it's like, almost like ballady yeah but in like and i guess the best way they can ballad <laughs> right yeah i i definitely agree you, you put the nail on the head with everything you've said so so far, like musically, the chord progression, the guitar tone, just everything, everything about it is a lot more melodic. Yeah, and it's it's just so out of left field. And his vocal, like his vocals, are his vocals. Yeah. It's not like he changes his voice. He still like he he shouts oh a lot, like at the yeah. end, end of the verses, and just like that's how the song starts. It's just, just him going oh, and then the song kicks in, and like it's it's such a it's such a, a delightful like treat within this album, and like it's kind of melancholy. Like I said, it's kind of bittersweet. I just, I don't know, I fucking uh, love yeah. the song musically. I love the fact that he doesn't try to go for a more clean vocal on this, too. Like, yeah. that he keeps it, not necessarily at the intense energy of some of the choruses that he's right. had, but he still keeps the harsh vocals. And just that guitar tone, it is, like, so clean, yeah. but so bassy. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's because, <laughs> I mean, like you said, if they have three bass players on this album, like right. maybe it there's, is there's bass. a lot of that influence there. But it's just, it's so like, clean, but still super deep. Yeah, and it's fucking it's, great. Yeah. yeah. Lyr- well, awesome. Lyrically, I felt like this one was kind of thematically out of place on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't really tie it in. It, it seems to be a, a song of, of mourning. I always, like, previously, I mean, I don't analyze lyrics a lot, but previously when I listened to the song, it felt like a breakup song, mm-hmm. uh, especially in, when in the chorus he, he screams, I'll never let you get to me. And uh, so I, I always took it as, like, he he, he lost his, his best friend, his, his partner, his relationship kind of thing broke up, and he's saying, like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I'm upset, but I'm not going to let that stop me. But when when I was taking a better look at the lyrics, it also seems like this could be about the death of a loved one, where he's kind of maybe wanting to celebrate their life while also feeling incredibly sad and defeated, or possibly even using the celebration as a distraction from feeling sad and defeated with whatever loss he, he experienced. Yeah, I, de- I got the sense that it was like, maybe they tried to rebel or something, and somebody was lost... Yeah. Due due to whatever circumstance, I'm not saying they went like they went and fought the government and somebody was <laughs> like shot down on the lines of battle. Right. But uh, like just in in the fight that they they're fighting, they they lost somebody that was important to the cause or, and important to them, and they're trying to reminisce about their life, but it's it's still sad. And the "you'll never get to me" is talking to. I guess the society, the government that they're trying to fight against. It's like, you're not going to break me just because this bad thing yeah. has happened. Yeah, it's true. He says, I'll never let you get to me. Survival is my victory. So it's kind of le- leaning into that, I guess, where he's like, yeah, like we may, we may have lost this battle kind of a thing, but I'm still alive and that's good enough for me. And I'm going to keep on, you're, you're not going to get rid of me yeah. that easily. Just the fact that I'm still here is like a middle finger to you. Like I'm, I'm still existing kind of a thing but yeah i don't know it, it's 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 a very good song it's very melodic 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 i was gonna say, gonna say melodious and then melodic and it came out <laughs> melodic anyway i i really liked uh in the second verse he says he talks about how he was mourning uh he says i sighed and sighed as i was mourning i said sorry a thousand times which kind of kind of led to the the relationship kind of thing yeah but he, he follows it up with i crowd i cried aloud to god for all my failings but god seemed deaf as well as blind so it's like he he's he seems like he's a man at the edge of of sanity yeah. of everything he's just like he's he's screaming out to heavens he's screaming out for any sort of like help or assistance and just nobody is giving it to him i'll give it to you jazz <laughs> well you'll never never get to him so yeah that's that's very true and i feel him. like if i tried to get to him he'd be seeing red yeah, he'd be pissed he'd be so mad he'd be <laughs> he'd be like track number eight on this album in fact he'd probably what's, be so mad the... that he would be so mad he'd create track number eight what Steam. would you title that track you'd probably call it seeing red you know it's yeah. just hit the nail on the head yeah that's that's fair Track number eight, seeing red. 
This one Which, like ha- has his guitar. What were you saying? I was gonna say we got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one starts off with uh, kind of like a Morse code guitar riff. Yeah, I I almost thought that it was Morse code. I actually like started looking to like Morse code and stuff, but it's hard to like parse it into an actual string of Morse code. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it was intentional or if there is some sort of hidden nugget in there of Morse code, but it's just like one tone kind of a thing. And, and, and it's, it's pretty catchy riff, I guess. Yeah. I, it has like a siren quality, but when I wrote like, like a police siren or like something, yeah, not like a siren, like a mermaid or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Which I mean, it ties in the lyric, like in the chorus, he says, when you hear the sound of warning. So maybe yeah. it's, that's kind of an intentional homage thing. It just a reference. It sounded homage. very alarming, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. They're, they're back after the melodic stuff from you'll never get to me. It, yeah. it, it comes back punching you in the face. And, uh, I don't know. They're, they're hitting all the all the high standards that they had set for their aggression previously, <laughs> yeah. if not more, because uh, boy, is he pissed. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, saying red. <laughs> like, I don't uh, know. Just the way he shouts red is just very intense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, he's saying red. It should be fucking intense. But yeah, this one, like he said, kind of goes back to the, the similar aggression. There, there's not a lot uh, different. I guess about this track. It's just, it's kind of rebuilding the energy that yeah. was lost with the last track. And, but, but also not like pushing or, or rushing right back into it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fully there yet, but it does seem like it's kind of bouncing back. And, uh, this song, like lyrically, what I got from it was, I mean, he's, he's angry. Obviously we have yeah. established that, <laughs> but what is Several he angry times. about? He's, I think he's just, like angry about being a person who holds his views in a society that he can see is uh, just the exact opposite of what he wants it to be. And like, he's, he's just has to live in this, in this society every day. Like he's, he has to, and to exist, he has to be a part of it, but he hates it to the core. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, obviously the song's called Seeing Red, and he's clearly angry, but there's also kind of this, like, remorse feeling to it, where he's, like, he's disappointed in society, yeah. more so, where he's just, like, he's he's reading the news, he's seeing all these things that, that that's going on in the world, and he just, like, he wishes he wasn't fucking involved at all, yeah, and that he, that he was just, like, somewhere else kind of a thing. Like, I, there's also this tinge of, like, depression that I got out of it, where, like, especially in the third verse, he says, running for myself again, and all I feel is shame. It doesn't matter where I go, everywhere still looks the same. The sense of emptiness as we create this mess, self-destructive tendencies are what you mean to me. Where it's, it's, I don't know, I feel like there's, if the last track was somewhat about a breakup or a relationship, I feel like this could kind of tie into it. Yeah. Where he's, he's pissed off about the state of the world, but he's also pissed off at himself and at his former partner and just like, just generally being upset with the world and how things are. That sounds pretty right. And, uh, you know, there might've been some dark forces in there behind (laughs) his, behind his feelings, you know, maybe he should write a song about that and call it dark forces. Maybe he should make the follow up track to seeing (laughs) red. It'd be track nine on the sound. (laughs) Yeah, this one, I, okay, I'm just unrelated to the song. I mean, I guess adjacent to the song. Anytime I hear Dark Forces, I don't know if this is just me because of where I am or, or how I was raised, but I, I never stop thinking about the, the old Star Wars video games. Really? Because <laughs> they were, they were the first fucking, it was like the, the big shooter Star Wars game was called Dark Forces, and then there's Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, and there's Jedi Knight Two, and there's like a whole series of games, video games that that I played as a kid. That Hell I yeah, just I can't I cannot see the words Dark Forces and not think of that game. See, whenever I see Dark Forces, I think of like the devil or or uh, Dungeons and Dragons specifically, where it's yeah. like. Oh, what are the what's the dungeon master gonna do to? Yeah, it you? does have this kind of like fantastical element to it, and uh, it delivers on that with the opening like <laughs> it's string so ominous. synths. Like, yeah. 
it sounds like you're in some sort of like evil lair of some video game villain from like the PlayStation One era. Yeah. Where you're just like, what's happening? <laughs> There's like these timpani drums too that just like I don't know. It it gives it a very ominous start. Yeah. And then he Jazz comes in with his kind of like snarling whisper vocals again, and it, he fucking nails it. But uh, after that intro section, there, there's a very like marchy beat when the drums come in, mm-hmm. and it to me it evokes the the imagery kind of like what you were saying, but it, it seemed like he's maybe pre- preparing an army. Yeah. So like he's he's just kind of like rallying people and and just getting getting everything ready. Like there's some sort of like montage of him like just recruiting or or like just just watching fleets and fleets of people, troops not fleets fleets are for ships. But, but just tons of, of people like marching in unison and, and preparing for war kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's very ominous. It's very, like, he talks about cults yeah. in, in the song. And the song, it's kind of slower than the rest, than at least the previous songs. Like, it still has some intensity to it, but yeah. the actual, like, it feels like a slower song. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of just generally creepy talking about kind of some cabal like organization that is running the world economy. I mean, it, this song it's got a lot of verses. Yeah, it, it's it's a, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, like so he starts off talking about I'm an inside man of the Serpent Clan. Thirty three yes. degrees, I'll do as I de- I please. And then the next verse talks about. Oh, a personal treasure trove and two weeks off in Bohemian and Grove. You want to come? And then it's, I don't know. He just keeps going on and on about like all the ways that the wealth are hoarding like drag, like the wealthy are hoarding their, their wealth, like dragons. They're just printing money and keeping it for themselves. It's not like, like it doesn't exist. None of it exists, but they keep making up these numbers and this money that they're keeping as power over other people. Yeah, it says earlier in the song, he says they're printing up money that doesn't exist, then watch the wealthy as they cash their chips. And then he goes on, economies failed, start a war machine, devoid of moral cause, which is kind of like what I was getting at earlier in the album, where they're just like, pretty much basically what you've been saying, but they're, they're like ruining the economy and, and trying to jumpstart it by starting wars for no real reason. And uh, kind of kind of overreaching again, right? Trying to spread the their their boundaries uh i feel like this song is more about like how humanity is just pillaging earth and establishing power structures that aren't really based on anything meaningful also the verse that you called out where he says i'm an inside man of the serpent clan 33 degrees i did a little bit of research and that's a whole fucking rabbit hole (laughs) yep (laughs) like the phrase of 33 degrees but uh it's that specifically I looked into it a little bit and it's like the coordinates 33 degrees is used a lot in like the Bible and, and in a lot of other stuff, but um, 33 degrees latitude and longitude is uh, the coordinates of Mount Hermon, which is kind of some it, it's, it's straddling the the border of Syria and Israel and, yeah. and Lebanon or something like that. But uh, the UN has a, like uh, a building or a presence there. So that is, kind of to me was him like talking specifically about the UN and, and globalism, I guess, yeah. and, and globalization where the UN is meddling in shit that they, they shouldn't be involved in or that they like have, have no business being involved in, which is kind of like the overall sentiment of this album where people are just trying to control and trying to set up some sort of like organization across territories that they have no business being. Well, here's some secrets it's all one big territory because like five (laughs) a group of like five to 20 people just control everything yep which uh is that is that the song where he he talks about the five i think that was in the previous track the five corporations have more than 46 nations yeah yeah Yeah. jeff bezos should be santa claus this year right (laughs) (laughs) yes he should for sure but you know, uh, if we if we did that, we'd all just be living in these sad houses, uh, just a house that Payne built, because we'd be <laughs> upset that Jeff Bezos gave us coal for Christmas. <laughs> coal to, to power his t- his Tesla rockets, right? Yeah, he'd be like, "Here's some coal. Now you have to use your coal at this Amazon factory, so we can keep sending useless shit to other people that don't want it." <laughs> 
Uh, track number 10, The House the Pain Built. Uh, it, it brings back the, the chuggy, dark, energetic guitars. Uh, if I, I put, if the last song was him mustering troops or mustering some sort of army for war, then this song is their like war song. This is them yeah. actually acting on it, kind of thing. It just has that energy to it. Yeah, it's energy is the name of the game. Like this one, it gets. I feel like this one stays pretty true to punk. Like yeah. it, it definitely has some rock vibes, but it's it's one of the more punky songs on the album and i really like it i like that they chose this song to go out on because i like the feel of it i like the big big bombastic and like you said it it does sound like a war song where you're just like it's been it started off with the build-up from the drums from the very beginning or the the chanting and the drums at the very beginning all the way to this big blowout fuck all thing at the end (laughs) yeah the, the song lyrically it, it seemed to be about him struggling to accept the state of his life and the state of the world where he never, he talks about never giving up his faith or his freedom, but then he immediately backtracks on that. And he knows he has to, because it's kind of driving him insane is what I was getting out of it, where he's mm-hmm. like, he, he's so tired of dwelling on these issues and he spends so much energy freaking out about how shitty the world is that he's just kind of at this point worn down and exhausted uh, with, with everything with life. Maybe eventually he could just move to an island. Maybe. And just Maybe he be... could rule, rule his own little island. Wouldn't that be sweet? You know, <laughs> you know, Mr. Coleman. I'd live if, with him. Yeah, if you ever just decide that, hey, you want to go start your own society somewhere. <laughs> like, Give us a call. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's cool. I, I do think there's an additional interesting layer that maybe maybe I read a bit too far into, but the, the title of the song, The House That Pain Built, is an allusion to uh, a nursery rhyme that's like a European thing that that's the house that Jack built is what it's called uh, and that nursery rhyme talks about how connected everything is and with that connection I think the song makes sense and that like everything he's complaining about on this album is stemming from one one specific spot or not one specific but it's, it's all like building up and it, it's kind of stemming from people expanding their borders and wanting to be more connected to everything. So there's kind of like this meta connection deal going on where like we as a society want to be involved in everything going on and there's no sense of isolation or independence. It's all about connection. And so tying back to that, the poem about everything being connected is an issue that is connected to everything that upsets him kind of a thing, which is yeah. just kind of like this weird, weird meta thing going on that I thought was interesting. He's a very learned dude, like in looking and yeah. looking up stuff about him. Like, there's a lot of research on this album that that I could have dove into, and I, I had to pull it back. Yeah, because uh, somehow we've we've already spent this. This was ten tracks. Like going into this, like originally when I looked at it, I was like, oh, you know, we might be able to make good time on this. And then the first fucking reference to like biblical, <laughs> like gods dying and being rebirthed i was like you know let there's me a look lot at, let me look up this guy just you know see see what he's about and i was like oh god like he's written a book and all, yeah. all this other shit the dudes but, yeah. the dudes around and fucking killing joke has tons of albums like, yeah they've been around for a while i want to listen to some of their older albums like i i should have during this whole thing but yeah. uh i really just want to start at the beginning of their their just dis- yeah me too i don't i don't know why i never really like looked in to, to their discography as much. And I, it, it kind of confuses me because I fucking love this album. Mm-hmm. Like I, obviously I heard of them from need for speed underground too. And I, I liked that song enough to look up this album, but I don't know why I stopped and, and was content with just this album. I mean, I guess 2003, it was a long time ago. So I was a different person and, yeah. and maybe I wasn't as ambitious with finding new music and, and diving into that kind of thing at the time. But it, it's just weird that I never sought out more, when I love this album so much. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that just over time, you kind of forget about it. Yeah, like you can look true. at bands from your youth where it's like, Oh yeah, they had that album. When in reality, it's like, Oh no, they have 20 other albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe we can dive into that. Uh, maybe, maybe if, if we look into their discography or if you look into their discography, if you want to do all the legwork, you can find I'll another album to, to kind of pull us back and then we can do another killing joke album because I'm curious. I work tomorrow. And, that means I'll be spending all day listening to music. So, <laughs> so yeah, may, maybe maybe we'll we'll get there, but uh, not next week. Next week we're not going to be talking about an album. 
Next week, we're going to be talking about 10 different albums. Oh, shit. Five each. Uh, five each. We're, we're doing kind of a, a 2020 roundup. We talked about it a little bit last week. But uh, we're going to be doing the, the best of or, or the most impactful to. Yeah. Uh, basically, Joey and I each picked five albums. I picked five albums that came out this year that I listened to a lot and that I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joey's picking five albums that he listened to a lot and had a big impact on him this year or, or generally guided his music experience or his journey this year. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're just going to be talking about that shit. We're going to be talking about the year recapping, uh, just kind of, kind of summarizing some shit. Oh boy. But, what uh, a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a year <laughs> and, uh, it should be releasing next week for you all, which yeah. is the first week in January, kind of kicking off the new year with, uh, some, some reflection. And we, we don't know how the episode's going to be. We're, we're not, we're not going to have much of a structure. We're just going to kind of, hang out and talk about 2020 albums. If you guys want to send some albums our way that, that meant a lot to you in 2020, please do drop them, drop them in the comments. I mean, we're all about discovering new shit. So if, if something impacted you all in a way, we'd love to hear that and, and talk about that. And, and I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's That's fucking... what music is for, man. Like it's, yeah. it's supposed to impact you in a giant way or at least in a little way, maybe. And, uh, <laughs> If yeah, I mean, did. I guess not literally every album can impact everyone in yeah. a big way. Like, but every album probably impacted at least one person. So that's true. That's true, and we'd love to to talk about that. So drop your your 2020 album feels in the in the comments, or, or come back next week and drop them in the comments of that episode because we're gonna be fucking doing that. Uh, until then, though, stay in our feedback loop. Bye bye.